Hello and welcome to Digital Know How. This podcast series is brought to you by Digital Works Group. I'm Claire Carroll and in this episode we take a quick dive into RegTech. Today I'm joined by Emmanuel Manny Cohen, Chairman and CEO of the Armadillo Group. Manny is a pioneer and innovator in the RegTech compliance and business information industry. He launched Armadillo, the world's first web-based corporate information database, in 1997, providing due diligence, KYC and corporate credit reports on 350 million companies in 200 countries worldwide. Often referred to as the forefather of the Shoreditch tech revolution, Manny is an expert in onboarding compliance company law and international corporate solutions. Hello Manny, thank you very much for joining me today. Hi Claire. So we're going to be talking about the new hot term RegTech. Most of us have heard of FinTech and MarTech, but what is RegTech? Can you give us a simple definition? Very simple way, regulatory technology. It's sort of been brought in because there's been a raft of law over the last few years. So these laws have brought in new regulations. What sort of regulations are we talking about? We've had the third EU money laundering directive. There's finance laws. There's the fourth directive, fifth directive, mainly originating out of the EU, of which the UK government had a lot of say in. And next year, we're getting the sixth directive in money laundering. And on top of that, in 2017, we had the Criminal Finances Act. There's things like enhanced due diligence where uh, banks, finance houses, even your local estate agent has to check, uh, or jewellers, for instance, have to check um, who you are, what you are, a bit more about you, uh, and also to make sure that they're dealing with the right person. Ah, okay, so these regulations touch most of us a lot of the time, we just don't realise it. That's right. So why is RegTech being cited as the next big thing. Why is it getting so much attention? Well, okay, if you can imagine this, a few years ago we had one law and everybody would be able to do things themselves, like go to your lawyer, your local law firm, start with just that, not banks or anything, just a local law firm. Yeah, they just take your details and it's just sort of part of the process. All right, with the raft of regulation that's come out, and if you can imagine, say there were 100 companies and before they had 100 people just dealing with this, so each one had person in, in, in the company that just dealt with this, having to do this due diligence. Because a lot of it was dealt with was foreign, okay? There's another saying, term, politically exposed person, a PEP, all right? So before, a PEP used to be a foreign person who came into your office. However, things changed. So a PEP, a politically exposed person, could be someone in your own country. It can be a local uh, person from a council, for instance which you might say is a low-level PEP, but that PEP could be on the planning committee in one place and on, a, on, a, on the board of a, a property development company on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Potential for corruption. So you've had this great explosion of, of the need for people who are involved in the compliance area, especially onboarding compliance. But of course, what's happened is So if you can imagine with the RATA regulation, you've gone from 100 requirement to 5,000. And there just isn't the people trained and ready 
to deal with that and it's the requirement is growing so the only way to deal with it is technology uh, to, to make things more automated uh, to put them into systems and processes for companies flagging people industry around this has developed and really quickly and your company Manny is one of those solution providers you provide a onboarding compliance solution we have a system called uh, Armadillo okay uh, and the online system gives lots of information so you can go onto your mobile phone and even check out a company we have uh, 350 million companies on our system and that's all people do they put the name in uh, a list comes up of the companies in that country that they're looking at or uh, around. Uh, they click it and, all, and a report comes immediately. I mean, behind it is a raft of technology. Yeah. Fight, fight looking into putting all the bits of data together about the company, about the directors, about who owns it, who are the shareholders. And one of the major things people are looking for nowadays are what they call a UBO, Ultimate Beneficial Owner. The person who really controls the business and so your listeners would have when they register a company they'll know they have to put a personal of significant control a PSC when they register a company okay so um, and that's the same sort of thing but internationally it's known as a, a UBO an ultimate beneficial owner is there someone pulling the strings behind the company so there's a big looking for that. And then and also linked to the, each director will be all the other directorships they may own. Uh, and also uh, peps and sanctions checks against the person, adverse media against the person. And it just sort of goes on and on and on. Now, it's risk-based. All right, so in other words, if it's a small set of accounts someone's doing or whatever, and it's a local person, obviously it's a low risk. So... Um, or if it's a big deal buying a property worth 20 million, it's a higher risk. And then more and more information has to be gained as per the risk. Going back to the sort of main areas that reg tech companies focus on, what sort of things are they helping businesses with? You've touched on a little bit on what Armadillo does, but in more general reg tech terms, what are they helping businesses with? There are two areas and we concentrate particularly on what's called onboarding. So it's onboarding RegTech, which is uh, finding out before somebody takes a firm on what they need. It gives all the information, enhanced due diligence, etc. Mm. On the other side, you've got sort of two sides to the RegTech industry. On the other side, you've got um, uh, documentation uh, that has to be completed for the regulator. For instance, for a law firm, they've got the Solicitor Regulatory Authority. And uh, they have to make sure that the cases are dealt with properly by partners, etc. That uh, also, when they're doing on the accounting side, that uh, they have to have a, a finance person who's responsible to make sure all of the money goes into the right accounts, client money is protected, it's not doesn't stay in accounts for a certain amount of time, and there are systems built around that that make sure that if there's an issue, it's reported for the regulator itself uh, and so you've got the supply of information for the regulation and you've got to be uh, firms have to be careful about the regulation talking about the regulatory reporting i understand from a deloitte report that there's been 320 billion us dollars fined since 2008 so i guess this is where regtech solutions come into play and help businesses avoid the fines yes that's absolutely true 
And so this a massive amount of fines. And as I said, people are personally liable. It's this huge fear. And this has grown the industry massively, very quickly. It's, it's because of this, and it's, and it's constant. The fines are happening all the time. This will continue. And until people get the processes in place, uh, it won't stop. Okay. Compliance is a major headache for many businesses across many industries. Of course, it's not just affecting big business, but also lots of small and medium enterprises too. How do the regulations and keeping compliant affect these small businesses? Look, the main thing is that uh, is the decisions they kind of have to make. Okay? Uh, so you've got two sides of the coin. You've got the business itself, and they have to make sure that they've got the compliance correct always. And there's a raft of information coming at them, and they have to get a raft of information. So what will happen is um, if there's a lot of compliance to be done, they won't do it because they've just turned the business away. Okay? Because it's too, to them, it's not worth it. Okay? And of course, then you've got the other side, which affects all the people. And they themselves don't have all the information that might be required, or the very fact that they're not actually from the UK means that the company they're going to will think, well, that's too much work. We won't take that business. Or, or because something went wrong, because one of the documents that you had and then suddenly put you on a high-risk register with your regulator, or even if it's the uh, Financial Conduct Authority or anything like that, or the Solicitor's Regulatory Authority. How so do is you it cost-prohibiting them from doing it, or lack of technology? It's both. Right, okay. Obviously, RegTech solutions have helped with the compliance and the reporting to the regulators, but what other benefits do you think RegTech solutions can bring? You'll probably find the knock-on effect of RegTech will be sort of efficiencies within businesses that have to move to the technologies to cut the cost and to cut the time to make themselves efficient. And, and that can only really be a good thing because ultimately what we're doing is we're preventing crime. Information is power and firms will be able to learn how to use that information for their benefit. Sure. And as you said, streamline within their own business and be more operational, efficient, yeah. And save them money, ultimately. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's the bottom line. So obviously, RegTech has been predominantly focused on financial services sector. But as you've said, regulation is coming thick and fast. So I would presume that we're going to see RegTech expand now into other areas, for example, with data privacy and protection with the GDPR, gaming, real estate. What other areas do you see RegTech developing in? exchanges are coming into play so if i say an exchange to you for money laundering, automatically you probably think bitcoin okay it's not going to be just bitcoin it's any exchange so if someone runs a stamp exchange mm -hmm. they have to they'll be caught into the money laundering rules you know coin exchanges stamp exchanges corn exchanges anything the exchange could be in hong kong Okay, but if they deal with one EU resident, they're coming to the law. Well, we definitely seem to be on the cusp of an exploding red tech vendor universe with several hundred companies already operating in this space. In fact, according to a recent report by Markets and Markets, the red tech market size is expected to grow from 4.3 billion US dollars in 2018 to 12.3 billion by 2023. A great area of business to be in right now. The technology is moving forward all the time. It's actually really a lot of fun at the moment. 
Uh, and it's quite exciting, actually. I think uh, it'll just continue to grow because the more regulations, it's not going to get less. <laughs> you know. That's it. That's true. Well, Manny, thank you. Thank you very much for joining me today. I certainly have a much better understanding of the RegTech space, undoubtedly a massive growth area. I do hope that you will join us again with some more insights. Hey, Claire, thanks. Nice talking to you.